0: All right, I think we can all agree that every new investor struggles with the same issues. They're out there finding deals, they're broke, and there's a tremendous amount of anxiety trying to figure out how to fund these deals once they have them under contract. I was no different, and if you've read my book, The Ultimate Guide to Wholesaling Real Estate, then you'll know that I launched my career by flipping my first few houses using 0% interest credit cards. The rules are a little bit different today than when I did it, but believe me, it can still be done, and there's a company out there that will help you shortcut this entire process. I want you to go to dpipodcast.com forward slash funding, and you can learn about how much you can get in the first round of funding so you can fund your deals. Just complete the quick questionnaire and they will shoot you back a number as to how much you can expect in a very short period of time so you can get started funding those deals. And over time, those numbers will increase. Now, how well do I know this company? I've been referring this company since 2015, so almost five years. I've had over 100 of my students join this company and they've raised several million dollars to help these students get funding For their deals. I know this because I know these students personally and I talk to them very often about the process. The most you can get in your first year is $240,000 worth of potential 0% cash advance money. But even if you only get $100,000, it's better than nothing and it can make you a small fortune. Flipping houses. Just go to dpipodcast.com forward slash funding and check it out for yourself. Don't wait until you've lost fifteen or twenty thousand dollars to check these guys out. It might be too late if you do that. You got to go ahead and stay, uh, stay ahead of the curve on this one, guys. Go to dpipodcast.com forward slash funding and be prepared to fund the deals when you find them. Let's do it. Welcome back to season two of the Discount Property Investor podcast. Our mission is to share with you what we have learned from our experience and the experience of others to help you make more money investing like a pro. We want to teach you how to create wealth by investing in real estate the Discount Property Investor way. Make sure you never miss an episode and download the Discount Property Investor app in Google Play or iTunes today. To jumpstart your real estate investing career, visit FreeWholesaleCourse.com, the most complete free course on wholesaling real estate ever. Thanks for tuning in. All right, guys, welcome back to the Discount Property Investor podcast. This is your host, David Dodge. Mike Slane, my co-host, is out in the field today, buying us our next rental property. So I am joined today with a friend of mine, Willie Goldberg. Hey, Willie, how are you doing today,
1: man? I'm doing well, David. How's everything going with you?
0: Man, everything is going great. I got my workout in this morning. I already went out and drove for dollars for about 90 minutes, added about 50 properties to my personalized list. Had lunch with one of my best off-market wholesale buyers. Now I'm knocking out a podcast, man. Productive Monday for me.
1: How about you? Uh, It's going well. I hit the gym as well and then just talking to buyers, talking to sellers for the most part, uh, trying to close some deals. So yeah, everything's going well over here. Hey,
0: that's what's up, man. That is what's up. That's what I like
1: to hear. So for
0: anybody that is new to the podcast, this is the Discount Property Investor Podcast. Um, it's hosted by myself, David Dodge and Mike Slane. We have a free course that teaches people how to get started investing in real estate via wholesale or via finding discounted properties. All right. You make your money when you buy, you get paid when you sell in real estate. All right. It always works this way. You make your money when you buy, you get paid when you sell. So if you haven't already, check out our free course, free wholesale course com. Today, I got a good friend of mine on the show, Willie Goldberg. Willie has a unique investment strategy. It's one that I have been interested in for several years. However, I am all in on wholesale. So I just haven't really dedicated some time to learn about land investing. So I got Willie on the show today and we're going to jump in. Willie's going to tell us what he does, how he makes his money and essentially he's wholesaling too but he's just doing it a different way he has a different approach and another thing i like about what willie does is he's doing it all over the place he's not doing it in his backyard whereas i teach people you know if you're going to do the traditional wholesaling of real estate you know start in your backyard you know go on those appointments meet those sellers build rapport do the things that you need to do to get them to like you and trust you so that way you can buy their home. Well, with land, you know, A, he's not doing it in his backyard. He's doing it in different markets, which is awesome. But B, there's a lot less of that back and forth and that rapport building that's involved. So I'm going to quit talking. I'm going to let Willie take the floor. Um, But Willie, tell us a little bit about, you know, what you're doing. Actually, you know what? Let's start with this. Tell me about your background and what motivated you to get into real estate, and how long have you been doing it? Start there.
1: Yeah, no problem. So yeah, my background, I grew up born and raised in the Chicagoland area, and then, uh, so I've been here, born and raised, lived here 18 years, and then bounced out to California to go to college. So I was out there for uh, several years, and then I was just bumping around coasts. So I, I moved uh, from Cal- so Chicago to California, and then to the East Coast, had a couple jobs out there, uh, working working in the banking field, investment banking, corporate banking, Um, so I bounced around in Charlotte and then I was in Boston and then back to Chicago, uh, moved around a couple jobs. And while I was in those jobs, I didn't really, uh, I wasn't super motivated and it didn't feel like that's where I wanted to spend my career. Um, and then I, 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 I was, I was in there, I was kind of, I was kind of miserable working, working some tough hours at these jobs. And, um, so I decided while I was there that, that this is not really what I want to pursue. And so I started looking into ways in which I could get out of, uh, the rat race. And so started listening to a bunch of podcasts, started listening to Bigger Pockets. And um, so I originally did find wholesaling and, and that's kind of the niche that I thought I was going to go down because- You originally did or didn't, you said. I did find wholesaling, did. Okay. of course, of course. There's so many podcasts, so many people out there, um, wholesaling houses, and it seemed like a very lucrative niche. And it, it's really what I originally started to do. Um, so this is probably end of 2016, early 2017. And, um, so it was tough for me cause I was on, I was working a job that had tough hours and it was hard for me to go on appointments to go drive and, and go meet sellers of property. And so I, I didn't know exactly how I was going to go about doing that. So I kept listening to podcasts and then I did, I, 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 heard about investing in vacant land and flipping vacant land, And, um, and so I, I saw the fundamentals of that business were pretty much the exact same thing. It's the exact same thing as wholesaling houses. Uh, you're sending out direct mail, you're buying properties at uh, massive discounts, even, even more, more discounted pro- than, than uh, what, what you're likely buying in uh, wholesaling houses. And, and so I, I tried to, and, and what really attracted me to it is that you could li- literally buy property, buy these lots, um, and you could do everything virtually. You don't need to actually go on site to any of these properties. All you're doing is you're, you're sending out mail in areas that make sense to you. You're looking at Google Earth when, when leads come through. And then you're buying the lots, and then you're—it's pretty much an internet marketing game. It's much more of an internet marketing game than um, wholesaling houses. You're, you're putting these lots on your website all over the place, building an email list, building your buyer's list, and uh, focusing on video and email marketing to kind of offload these properties. And um, yeah, so I started doing that, and I, I started focusing out in California, doing this all behind a computer screen while I had a corporate job working, um, just hustling on the side, and then uh, ultimately called it quits at my job. Uh, a little over a year ago and uh so i've been doing land investing and what was little- the
0: job i'm sorry i don't know if you mentioned that yet what was what exactly what were you doing when you started this
1: so i was when i first started it was it was investment banking and then uh got out of that and then um i actually got fired from that job um and and then i found a new position at in corporate banking didn't want to go back to investment banking with those hours and try to do this on the side and And then I, so so I, uh, I was working corporate banking, did that for about, honestly, it was about seven, eight months before I decided to call it quits. And, uh, and so yeah, I've been doing land investing a little over two years, almost two and a half years at this point. Um, and so starting to see some, some success at this point and, um, just keep keeping it rolling right now. Hell yeah. That's what's up, man. That's cool. So what made you choose? you know,
0: wholesaling over other niches out there in terms of like real estate. So you had mentioned that you, you know, you had first kind of, you know, you started listening to podcasts and you did the bigger pockets thing. And that's, you know, how I started as well with podcasts. I hired a couple coaches, but what exactly got you in, interested in land versus all the other things that you can do in real estate? Cause we both know, I mean, there's yeah. 10,000 ways to make money in real estate.
1: Yeah, so the majority of niches out there, I would say, are are more long term strategies, not really active strategies. Um, and so, what I I did find the the niches that I was interested in was wholesaling houses and then f- obviously flipping houses. Those are the kind of the niches that I thought would kind of get me out of the rat race and, and get me to do something full time. And um, so I um, I pretty much I I, I ruled out flipping uh, pretty much right away, just because I think it, it's a little bit more capital intensive. It's a little more risky. Um, and I think sourcing deals is really, uh, the, the, the fundamentals or it, it's really what you need to build a foundation in real estate, to be able to source those properties as we were discussing earlier before the call. And so I, I found wholesaling in that, that and the active nature of it and the amount of money that you can make in a short period of time, that's what really attracted me to it. And then I just found land because it seemed it's, it's a very scalable model. Uh, you could buy and sell deals, uh, pretty much on an average deal at this point, I probably spent three hours total from like talking to seller originally, and then to closing that deal and then marketing and selling it on the buy on the sell side. So it's really scalable. Um, and then I don't need to leave my computer screen that, that also makes it even more scalable because I'm just doing I'm, I'm not even going on site to any of these properties and, and still making six, seven uh, grand an average uh, profit per deal. So um, yeah, th- that's kind of what attracted me to this niche. Interesting. I love it. I
0: love it. Okay. Well, let's do do this. Tell me a little bit about your strategy as a wholesaler, right? So how are you finding your leads? How are you building your buyers list and who are your buyers, right? And then what exit strategies are you utilizing, if you don't mind?
1: Yeah. So in terms of my strategy, I set out a direct mail. And uh, so I choose the counties, the areas that I'm interested in. Um, and, and there's very, various criteria that you, you kind of look into to determine what makes an area, a good, uh, candidate for this niche. Um, and you you pretty much want to find cheap areas, uh, that have high demand. And so I send out direct mail and then I buy the properties. And then in terms of building my buyers list, so that that it's the same kind of process for wholesaling, same thing. You Are you
0: looking to buy houses or are you looking to buy land or both?
1: No, just land. So I filter out. I, I literally use, uh, there's a third party data source agent pro 247. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it or not, but that's kind of what I use to source or to get, to build my lists. And then I just filter that those lists. So it doesn't have any improvement. So I put improvement percentage zero to zero. So there's no homes. There's no, even if there's a fence, there'll be some form of improvement. So I'm literally just going after the residential vacant lots out there. Um, but these are residential
0: lots though. They're residential, not-
1: agricultural, recreational. Okay. Got it. Um, not, not looking for commercial or anything like that. Um, so, and then I, I literally, I take them under contract and I throw them on my website and in terms of building my buyers list, I got like an opt-in form right on there on, and in terms of right on there. So anyone who goes to my website, I put links all over the internet on uh, different various sites where I market my properties and uh, people find my website. They go there, they opt to my, to view my listings. So I capture their email, and they go through an email sequence and, um, I market on there. Um, but, uh, the main, the main way I grow and build my email, my buyers list is through Facebook marketplace. I'm not sure if you, that's kind of a, a decent way. For we you use guys it a yourself. lot lately,
0: man. So Craigslist used to be really big until maybe about yeah. a year and a half, two years ago. And, yeah. uh, Facebook marketplace is huge. It's great. You know, I mean, I tell a lot, I, I went to a conference. I'm going to interrupt for one second. I went to yeah, a conference do. recently. Um, I try to get to at least, you know, a couple conferences a year. Max Maxwell had one just recently, a couple of yep. months ago, and I went to the conference and they do these little breakout sessions and I went, you know, to the breakout session and there was a speaker there speaking about, you know, his wholesaling business and what he did. And there was probably a hundred people in the room at this, at this breakout, you know, so it was a smaller group within the big conference and he kept getting interrupted by these new investors. So this is really great if you're new, listen, listen in right now. And they kept saying, you know, well, before I go out and I market for motivated sellers, I really would like to have somebody that I can sell those to. And he kept having these questions about building the buyer's list, building the buyer's list, building the buyer's list. And he was doing a great job of answering the questions, but he was doing a good job at answering one-offs, not answering that whole philosophy of buyers, right? So I kind of stood up and took over for a minute, but we made eye contact and and at the end he was really grateful that I did. But I stood up and I said, listen, I own 40 plus rental properties. I wholesale anywhere from eight to 10 deals a month. I've been doing this for four years. By all means, I'm not an expert, but I probably know more than most people in this room. And I was like, my buyer's list right now has between eight and 12,000 people on it in any different part of town. I'm only in St. Louis, Missouri, right? So Basically, figure 30 to 40 miles spread in every direction. Yep. And we have a huge list 8,000, 10,000, 12,000, depending on the zip code of the part of town. But at the end of the day, it's only one person that buys that house, not 8,000. So having that reach is beneficial, but it's not necessarily mandatory or required. And then what I said is when we do our marketing, of course, we have a website and of course, we send it out to our buyers list. And we used to go on. Craigslist and market it too, but we don't do that anymore because Craigslist is junk. And we take our properties straight to the Facebook marketplace or the MLS, but oftentimes the the, the marketplace. And we sell just as many deals from the marketplace as we do from a buyer's list of eight to 10 to 12,000 people. So the point is, the moral of this story is that you don't need a big buyer's list to sell your deals. With the with the creation of these groups, the marketplace and not just the marketplace, but like localized groups. So like in St. Louis, there's probably six or eight like St. Louis real estate investing or investors in the St. Louis area or you name it. Right. And we post in those groups and then we post in the marketplace and we're selling 50% of our deals this way. So what does that tell you? If you are new, you don't need a buyer's list. You don't even need one. Just take it to the damn groups and take it to the marketplace.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's crazy.
0: So yeah. I don't want. To, I, I I hate interrupting, but that's valuable. That's a gold nugget right there. So yeah. If anyone's listening or they're watching and you're new to this, don't let having not having a buyers list, I should say,
1: stop you or slow you down. Yeah, really, no, you got I, the floor. I totally agree with that. And yeah, so I'm selling a bunch of property off Facebook Marketplace at this point. And so one thing I would do is, in terms of, I guess, for your listeners, it's the same kind of strategy is so I'm probably getting, like I could share my screen if you're interested but, and show you what I, I've got. The virtual assistants are replying on, on, the, on the Facebook group messengers uh, to people in, who are inquiring about properties. And so I'm getting, I don't know, 15, 20 people at least a day reaching out for properties. I never mark properties as sold on there. But the first thing I ask- I don't them,
0: either. And man, oh, I got to interrupt again. This is gold. This is gold. So when I first started, I was making fake properties, which is not really right. And I don't teach people to do this. Okay. I'm not, a, I'm not ashamed of it. I don't do it anymore, but I didn't know any better. And yeah. essentially when you do that, you are misleading people, right? So what we do now is we flip the script. And again, I, I know a lot of people that have gotten in trouble for doing this or they get called out online. I don't really care. If somebody wants to make me a target, make me a fucking target. Pardon my language. I don't care. Right. <laughs> but, but my point is, is that that's not a good way to do it. So a better way to do it is whenever you do get a deal and it sells, Don't delete it. Just keep it up there. And, you know, when we're doing five to ten deals a month, sometimes these properties will stay up there for three or four months, right? Yeah. And if they sell in the first two days, we'll keep them up there because, again, we have it under contract or we own it. We're not misleading anybody. But instead of marking it as sold, gold nugget, keep it as available, and when they contact you, just say, oh, I've been busy. I haven't been able to mark that as sold. It's gone. However... Here's a link to my website that's got ten other properties for sale, and it's gold. So I'm assuming you're doing the exact same thing.
1: Yeah, I'm doing the exact same thing. I'll, yeah, a little bit differently. So, well, it's pretty much pretty much the same thing. But what I do is whenever I mean, whenever anyone asks about a property I, um, on face on the marketplace, I don't really answer any of the questions that they say whenever they just inquire they say is this available or whatever i just say what is your email i'll, I'll forward you more information so that's the first thing that i do oh and, and you're capturing an email too man i
0: love it boom yeah, gold nugget an email
1: so that, that's really what's expediting so i'm getting i don't know probably 50, 60 emails a week, um, largely from Facebook marketplace, just because, uh, I, I'm, I'm just capturing those emails. The virtual assistants are doing it at this point, they're going in there. There's whenever someone inquires, they're, they're just replying, saying, what is your email to capture the email? And then they say, okay, great. And then they throw it in my system. And then they, at that point they give them the link to the listing on my website and then they add to any additional questions that they have. So I have one additional step in there, but that that's how, kind of how I'm building my buyers list and growing it pretty, uh, Pretty quickly, relative to other people. I love stuff. it, man.
0: That's that's awesome. That's awesome. So you're not necessarily wholesaling houses; you're wholesaling land. Um, you talked a little bit about your strategy. You talked a little bit about your buyer's list and how you're building it. That's really, really uh, smart. I always like to work smart, not hard. Smart way to build that list. Um, so that's cool. I'm going to pick up on that and start utilizing those tips
1: right there. But how are you finding the seller leads? Let's talk about that. So just the seller leads, I'm sending out direct mail. Direct mail works great for land. I mean, with, with wholesaling houses, it's pretty competitive and you're really focused on spending a lot of money on marketing on the buy side. You don't have to take title to the property. So with land, since you actually do have to take title to the property, it's a, it's a bit, I mean, first of all, there's less people doing it. There's a ton of land. And then if you, since the, the third barrier of actually taking title to the property and spending a few thousand bucks for, for some of these lots, you, uh, the, the competition is way, way lower. So direct mail and the amount of money in the amount of mail that you need to send out to get a deal is significantly lower than it is with, um, with uh, wholesaling houses.
0: And it sounds like your spread's about the same. So I know there's a lot of people out there and you're in Chicago, right? Correct. Okay. And you're not necessarily doing this in your backyard, which is cool. But in St. Louis, for example, the average wholesale spread is you know 6 to 8K. Have we done deals that are 50, 60, 80K? Of course we have. Have we done deals that we've only made 800 bucks? Of course we have. The average spread is you know, somewhere between 6 and 8K on average. Now, that's me doing 250 plus deals, probably closer to 300 at this point. And that's our average. Now, there's other markets out there where the average might be 10 or 12 or even 15, 18K. In my market, it's about six to eight. And it sounds to me like you're getting a similar spread or wholesale fee is a better way to word that than than what I'm getting, right?
1: Yeah. And so let me clarify. uh, So I'm I'm probably averaging about seven grand a deal, but I'm selling these properties on term. So I do a lot of owner financing. So I'm not collecting all that cash up front, but at this. So that, that, that's another point that I'd like to kind of emphasize. That's kind of when my business kind of started growing pretty exponentially when I started offering owner financing. So I take title of these properties, I buy for cash, I sell them on easy terms. Um, and so I started doing that in March of last year. So March of 2018. So it's been uh, about a year and three months. And since then I've sold, um, I currently have about 130 properties that I've sold on terms. So I'm collecting monthly payments on those um, over 30 grand a month coming in on that. And that, that I mean that like in combination with everything else that I'm doing really um, just expedited the growth and uh, allowed me to kind of scale. Man, that's awesome.
0: You're crushing it, Willie. That's, that's freaking phenomenal, man. Great work, dude. Great work. So tell me a little bit about your operation. Like you have a team, I'm assuming, what does the team look like?
1: Yeah. So with, um, so I don't necessarily have a sales manager. I don't have a disposition manager. It's pretty much me and virtual assistants. Um, since I'm not going outside to these properties, I don't, I don't need people driving for dollars for me or I don't need cold callers calling, calling for me. So it's a little, it's, it's quite, it's probably quite a bit less overhead than it is for maybe your traditional business. Um, and so at this point, um, it's me virtual assistants, um, kind of pretty much doing all my property postings, my diligence, um, pretty much anything besides the only things that I still do are talk to buyers, talk to sellers, and then send out the mail. And that's kind of the the three things I I think are uh, the most important aspects of the business. So I have not outsourced those uh, just yet. Um, And so everything else like diligence and then I I do some administrative stuff for like deeds and and that kind of thing that I can't, that need like wet signatures and stuff. But other than that, the, the virtual assistants are really, out in the Philippines are really handling. How Uh, many do you have? Two? So I, there's an agency that I use out in the Philippines that they work with a bunch of different land investors. I work directly with one of them and she outsources all my tasks to, I don't know, whatever army they have out there.
0: Cool. Um, I like it, man. You got a a team of them then. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. But you have uh,
0: one person that manages that team then, and then you just kind of work with them or are you in charge of managing? And the reason I ask is I have two full-time VAs yeah, down from three. I had three, but I just couldn't keep the third one busy. And yeah. I still struggle keeping the other two busy. So some weeks, you know, I'll give them enough work that it'll bleed over into the following week. But then there'll sometimes be days where they're all caught up. And until I can get my marketing together and create work for them, they they might just be sitting around. So that's why I ask.
1: Yeah. So I just have that one VA who I send direct all my tasks to, and then she outsources everything. So I try to keep it Um, just so I have one point of contact so I have less to deal with. Smart. Um, Yeah, smart. that's how that's handled.
0: Now, let me ask you this. Now, when you say you're you're using direct mail to find these sellers, and I'm assuming you're shooting for the motivated ones, that's what the business is all about. Yep. Um, Are you sending a letter slash postcard that just says, hey, I'm Willie, and I want to buy your land? Or are you sending like an actual signed offer and the reason I ask is because I know people doing it both ways.
1: Yeah. And I'm curious to hear what you're doing. So I am sending out direct offer letters. So I pretty much look at the market, see what's trading. And then I pretty much market to be around 20, 15 to 20% of, of what the market is. Um, sometimes a little bit more if it's in a nicer neighborhood, but if it's pretty rural property, 15 to 20%. Um, and then, yeah, I just blast all, I, I blast the list um, that, that I'm, I'm targeting in that area and um. Yeah, so that, that that's how I'm handling. It. I I, I want to set a low bar, so like they there's no expectation of any retail value. I, I want to make it very clear. I'm buying this at a really low price. And if you're interested, you're motivated. You're going to contact me. But I don't want to deal with the inbound uh, phone calls because if I just send out postcards to hey, I'm interested in buying your property, I'm gonna yeah, get- you're
0: going to get a bunch of people, and that's what we do. Yeah, but it's also in our backyard, so we can vet these deals pretty easily because I know most of the neighborhoods. So if it's like this neighborhood, hey, I'm willing to pay 30, 40K in the neighborhood, period. And they're needing 60, okay, thanks. Bye. Right. Yeah. So you probably get a lot of people that respond. But just They just
1: fill out the form and mail
0: it back and you don't even
1: talk yep. to them sometimes, yep. right? And so it's easier with land for, for just like sending out offers because I mean, a lot of times it's just on a per acre basis. So with houses, there's a lot more location specific. Uh, you need to get a little bit more granular with the pricing, but with land, you're just valuing, crap on a per acre basis. So it's a lot easier. Uh, but yeah, so, so I do get, I I go to my PO box, I get signed offers all the time.
0: Man, that's awesome. That's awesome. So tell me a little bit about the average deal that you do. So I guess let's kind of take a step back. You're in several markets. I don't know if you're willing to share those markets or not, but you know, tell us kind of what vicinity of the country you're, you're doing your, your deals in and what does the average deal look like?
1: Um, sure. So I'm actually out in several markets at this point. I started out in Southern California and now I've expanded. Now I'm you in, live in Chicago. I live in Chicago. So I started in Southern California, uh, just because I happened to send out mail there and buy some property, build a buyer's list there. Uh, now I'm out in Colorado, New Mexico and Florida as well. So I'm still in those four markets. And in terms of what an average deal looks like I'm pulling up my numbers right now, just so I could give you exact, sure. exact numbers. Um, let's see. So let me just average over the last eight months um let's see average sale price is average sale price is about 11 grand and then now is that, box, is that
0: the, what do you mean by that is that the purchase or the sale
1: that is a sale price so it's about that's what you're selling them for yeah a little okay. over 11 grand and then Let's see, my margins on that is I was carrying these formulas over in Excel and just averaging them. My average profit, um, gross profit on those is about eight grand, uh, just over eight grand. So pretty, pretty good margins, um, I'd say. So, um, That's great. Yeah, eight grand. So I'll be collecting those. So that on that eight grand, just to be clear, I'll be, I, I don't collect the, the vast majority of that. I'm not collecting today. I'll be collecting it on average over 35 months. That's my average length, term length, and managing, managing uh, buyers and, and getting paid is, is a different uh, beast in itself, but, but that's kind of what, what the deals look like. Right. No, man, that's awesome. That's awesome. So,
0: man, I'll tell you, we, we just published our first book. It's called The Ultimate Guide to Wholesaling Real Estate. Um, it's been available on Amazon now for probably going on three months, maybe four And we just got it on Audible as of about two weeks ago. So we're really, really excited. But the reason that I bring that up is because in our book, we talk about this so many times, but people choose real estate because they want freedom. They quit their job or they turn a hobby into a business because real estate can provide freedom. Now the key words there are can provide Typically, what happens, and this is sad, and we try to coach people on you know, how to not let this happen or how to, how to stay away from this or avoid this, but what happens is people get into real estate because they want freedom, and six months later, they find that they are working twice as hard as they were at their previous job or their previous place of employment, and that's okay for some people or for, you know, in the beginning. But don't lose sight of your goal. Is my point here? So if you get into real estate to create freedom for yourself, don't become a slave to real estate. So I bring that up as a precursor to the next question that I'm going to ask you, and that is, how much time do you spend on your business every week? And then the second part of that is, you know, what do you spend your time on whenever you're doing that?
1: So how much time are you spending on your business a week? Let's start with that. So in just the land business itself, just buying and selling land, it's really not that, not that much time. Um, to be honest, it's probably 20 to 30 hours, absolute maximum. There's no way I'm spending any more than 30 hours a week. You're doing doing great. Yeah.
0: You're, 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 you're you're like me, but most people, it takes them several years and it doesn't have to, It, it, it truly doesn't. Yeah. Um, but yeah, don't lose sight of that. Get in real estate to create freedom. Don't let it be the opposite. So that's great. 20 to 30 hours a week. That's about how much I work. I probably work about 30 hours a week. Um, but I truly enjoy what I do. And you know whenever you've probably heard the quote uh or the saying I should say. Um, you know, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. And you know, not every day I love it by any means. But at the end of the day I typically enjoyed what I did. So it kind of it goes a long way. So yeah. 20 to 30 hours, you're crushing it. Now of those 20 to 30 hours what are you spending the majority of your time actually doing
1: yeah so at this point it's probably talking to buyers talking to sellers and uh sending out if, if i'm sending out a mail campaign uh looking up looking up counties and then pricing those and then uh doing some diligence like in terms of what comping out properties determining what they're worth um, sure. whether or not i should do a deal so looking looking at deals talking to buyers talking to sellers sending out mail those those are really what so I'm whenever
0: saying. you're doing that though and you're sending out mail you're doing your due diligence. I'd imagine there's some on the back, of course, because there always will be, but you're doing a lot of it before you even talk to any people, right? You're sending out offers. So you're basically needing to determine, you know, let's say you buy a list or you get a list of 300 properties, you need to determine, you know, what these values are worth. And then I would imagine you just put a simple formula in place to multiply it by, you know, 0.2 or 0.15 and that's your offer. But there's a little bit of work that goes into it before you even click the button to send the mail out, right? Yep.
1: So uh, yeah, about 80% of the diligence is done before I get before I send the mail out. I'm sending it offers to properties that I'm interested in buying and then when it comes back I'm just firming up valuation, looking up comps, making sure it's not crazy, uh seeing what I could sell it for and then making sure there's like road access, it's got uh, uh in, in determining if, if there's anything wrong with the property, any easements blatantly running through the property or anything like that. But um but you're right, most, Man, most of that's, the diligence is done. That's
0: sweet. One of my good buddies, Brent Daniels out of uh, Phoenix, Arizona, he just recently started doing some, uh, some land investing. They've been doing actually quite a bit. I've been following him online and he's been doing quite a bit and um, yeah, he he makes posts all the time. Is it the same kind that I'm doing or is it more like infill outs or what's he kind of doing? You know, I don't know exactly. That's a great question, but I do know this. They send out mail. And it's, it's the same strategy you use saying basically, hey, I know you have this property. I'm interested in buying it. Here's a written offer, right? Yeah. Whereas mine is, hey, I'm Dave. I'm looking to buy your house. Call me. I'll come meet you and walk the property. And I do a lot more work than you guys are doing. So that's why yeah. I'm so interested in this. <laughs> but essentially though, the posts that he gets or that he makes are great because on any given, you know, Monday or Tuesday, he'll make a post and he'll have like five or 10 contracts in his hand. Yeah. And they're contracts that he mailed out to people that he's never spoken to. And they don't maybe they call or inquire, but a lot of these people, they just sign it and say, sure, sure, I'm ready to sell. And they mail it back to him. And one thing that he does, which I think is kind of unique, is he doesn't even have a closing date on these offers. Yeah. And I don't know how he words it, I could find out, but essentially it's just like, hey, whenever I can make this work or, you know, whenever I find yeah. the, whoever no. we'll, we'll, we'll figure that part out. But typically yeah. there's no closing date. It's more of a, um, a letter of intent. However, you know, however you make it look is what it's going to be. So it's an offer,
1: you know? Yeah. The offer letter is a total formality. I literally, yeah, I literally put in there. Buyer has the right to cancel this agreement at any time for any reason at any date. So <laughs> That's it's awesome. just like, gives me all the power, all um, the power. Yeah.
0: Hell yeah. Okay, cool. So buy side marketing, you know, how do you choose a county? You know, what's your budget? Like if you're new to this, you know, and, and, and you want to get involved, you know, where would you kind of point somebody? How do you determine those things?
1: So in terms of choosing a county, I mean, th- there's a f- several different land websites that you could go on and pretty much just look up, you need to, you need to find counties where the land's going to be in your budget. So you need to find, uh, you, there's some toggles that you could, you could look up and, and filter on these sites where you can look for property that's under a certain amount of, of price range with uh, and above a certain amount of acreage range. So say you want to buy property above five acres, which is generally what I recommend. So you get out of the neighborhoods and then under 40 grand. So you're sending out mail to cheap property with decent size. Um, and then you could see which co- which states and which counties within those states have the most property for sale. Because generally we're trying to buy property in markets where there's already an established market. And you, you don't want to be the market maker. You're, you're, you're there to go where there already exists a market and then just buy in those markets. So you, you want to find where there's most property for sale in that and under those constraints. Um, and then, um, and those are general, that's generally a decent start in terms of finding, finding areas that that'll, this will work in. Okay. No,
0: you did a great job of explaining that, but it seems to me like that right there almost requires some coaching, which you offer, Right. That's correct. That's correct. I do. We'll circle back to that. But you did a great job. But to me, I've been doing this four years. I've done three hundred plus wholesale deals. I got a book out. Obviously, on my podcast, I know enough to be dangerous. But I would still want someone to kind of help me learn that. So the fact that you offer a coaching program is awesome, and we're going to get to that in a minute. So let's talk about the sell side marketing. You know, how do you sell the property, and you know what is the budget on that end? So. You're obviously doing due diligence on the front side. You're determining your county. You're determining your price point. You're determining your amount of land in terms of acreage. You send out those offers after you do a bunch of due diligence to determine what those offer prices are Be The offers come back or people will call you and want more information and you'll sell them on the phone. And then now you have a contract. What the hell do you do next? What's next? So at
1: this point, it's beautiful. I don't really do anything. So it's all. <laughs> <laughs> I get. I, I give the, the virtual assistants to APN and the county, and they do it all. They post on my website. They post on, and they make payment links on my website. So if someone can check out with a credit card. Uh, they can buy on terms. They just buy, buy it with
0: a credit card on the
1: website. Go to my website, click buy on terms, submit payments. I get, I look at my, scrolling through my email, just, and someone, someone buys a property. It's great. Um, and That's they'll cool. post. I've um, never
0: heard of anybody I've been doing this for a long time Yeah, I've never heard of anybody doing it that way. That's cool. Great.
1: It's great. That, I mean, that's cool. my funnel. That's my funnel. You just figured it out. That's how I'm selling these things on terms. People mm-hmm. see down payment link for 250 bucks and 250 a month for however many, however long and they just buy. So um, That's
0: cool. That's really cool.
1: Yeah. So posting, the, posting on my website, they're posting on a d- bunch of different other land websites, posting on the Facebook marketplace. And, and then I've got them recently uh, responding to Facebook inquiries. So they're, they're going through, they're talking to those or at least filtering those leads for me. Um, and then and, and then then I'm talking to them to close um, if, if they need additional closing.
0: Yeah. And um, I'll tell you, man, the fact that you're selling these things on terms, and I'm assuming you're selling these on seller financing, owner financing versus lease option. Are you doing any lease option? No. No? Okay, cool. The reason that I think that's so cool is you know when I first started investing uh, full-time, so I've been investing for 15 years, um, but i 've been doing this full time for close to five now i 've been saying th- i 've been saying three and a half to four years for two years so it 's probably close to five <laughs> now, um, that that i 've been doing this. but when I first started, I hired a coach. His name is Joe McCall. you guys have probably heard me talk about him before, and he focuses on lease options and wholesaling them, which sounds crazy and it sounds complicated. but Joe does an awesome job of simplifying it and he has his own podcast it 's called Uh, real estate investing mastery. He's a coach. He's got courses. He does it all. But I'm telling you this because that's how I learned. And to this day, I've only done a couple lease options on the buy side. However, I'm so grateful and happy that I learned that side of the business first because there's a lot of money to be made when you sell on owner financing or lease options or Terms is really yep. basically how you define that, and you can essentially get somebody to pay anywhere from 10 to a hundred percent more for a property if you are willing to spread out the time frame in which you collect your money. So that's awesome. The fact that you're not just selling these for cash, you're giving people the option to make payments. I'd imagine you're breaking even, probably, sometimes on the down payment. Other times within six months to a year, you're yep. collecting payments from them for three to five years, man. I love it. It's awesome. Yep. It's cool. Yep. So that's exactly be, it. You're crushing it, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna I'm interested in the program. So we've already talked a lot about you know some of the things <laughs> that you do differently um, than what I do, because you know, I'm the traditional wholesaler. You know, I do reverse wholesaling, I do regular wholesaling. Um, I use terms to sell these properties, but I'm not buying. I've done some sub to. I do a lot, but at the end of the day, there's always a house on, the, on it, unless it's a vacant lot that I'm selling to a builder. But nine times out of 10, there's a house, there's a seller that I actually have to meet and shake their hand and do all these things. Your business doesn't look anything like that. Yep. So tell me some of the things that you are doing differently than the traditional guy like me, because I'm curious.
1: So in terms of, I guess in our niche, like it's any, any dumbo could kind of buy and sell pro- or can buy property at this kind of pricing got mail. Like literally anyone can do the hard part for us. And, and I guess what wholesaling differs from land investing is our game is it's a marketing game. If, if you get good at marketing and in selling and, disp- and disposing of these Love things, it. then you're going to do way, way better than the average uh, investor in this niche. Um, because yeah, like I said, it's so easy. I'm getting uh, deals to buy property all the time. And like there's, there's no shortage of buying property. And, and, um, so what I'm doing to sell properties. So I built out a, a, a sales funnel. Um, my email marketing's on point. My video marketing, uh, is, uh, does, does really well and helps sell property. So I would say my marketing, um, in terms of building my buyers list, getting those emails from Facebook marketplace, getting 50, 60 emails a week. And then, um, and then really video marketing, building out a sales funnel, having a website that collects emails and then having an automated email sequence and, uh, yeah, doing the video marketing thing and, and, and creating property videos. What's the video
0: marketing all about?
1: So, um, so pretty much video marketing. I, I, I create property videos. Um, and then but you I just hire
0: people off of like Craigslist or Fiverr or something like that to just, no, I
1: just, I go on Google earth. I'm, uh, I do a screen share and then I pretty much display the property draw yeah. an
0: outline around it and then just kind of be zoom out and show what's around it. And, exactly. Uh, man, so I do that. That's, that's that's very very creative, Willie. I never would have thought of doing that. That's smart, man. You're crushing yeah. it. Hey, one thing I do want to say. So in my book, you're not going to be able to read this, but on chapter 2, so essentially it's page 9, you know, the first part's just a bunch of um, you know, who we are and um um, you know, what chapter's what. But basically the very f- when the book gets starts uh Paragraph number two, I'm going to read it. It says, Our business is marketing and our product is real estate. Let me say that one more time. Our business is marketing and our product is real estate. Willie, you would agree with that, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. 100%. I've nailed it.
0: 100%. Um, Check out the Wholesale, the ultimate guide to wholesaling real estate. <laughs> if you guys are interested. I'm just going to throw that out there. Lots of gold nuggets, but Willie, you're, you're doing awesome, man. You're crushing it, but you are correct. I totally agree with you. This is the marketing business no matter what, but when you get into a niche like land, it's 10 X marketing, man, yep. it's, it's, it's multiplied because, you know, you're, like you said, you're talking to some buyers, you're talking to some sellers, but you're probably talking to, you know, between one and 3% of these people or less. You know, the majority of them are just, yeah, I'm interested, and why hasn't somebody sent me an offer sooner? Yeah, you know, thank you, type of yes, thing. Exactly, which is awesome, man. So, tell me a little bit about your favorite deal. I got favorite deals. I did a couple wholesales over fifty grand. Love yeah. those type of deals. Tell me about your favorite deal.
1: Favorite deal? That's a good question. Um, so I'll tell you one, just one deal that I did. It, it it's just the kind of situation that it happened. It, it's not the one I, where I made the most money by uh, any means. Just but it was a very, it was a very profitable deal. But, um, so what happened was I sent out a mail mailer, um, to a guy and I didn't, and, and then, so I, I bought a property from him. I sold that that was long gone. He contacts me about, um, probably six months later and he says, Hey, so I got, I got another letter in the mail. It was a different investor. It wasn't you. Um, but I've worked with you in the past and you closed pretty quickly and, and you, uh, you're a nice guy to talk to on the phone. And so I'll, I'll give you a shot at this. And it was a 160 acre property out in literally the middle of the desert, no road up to it, literally impossible to get to. I'm thinking this property is a piece of trash. Like who, who would ever uh, want to go to this property and who would ever want to buy this property? Um, because you actually can't get there. Maybe if you have a, a four-wheeler. Um, <laughs> so it was very remote. Very remote. Like literally when you think of the middle of the desert, that's this property. Um, and so this is a this this lead
0: came from a referral. You had done business with this guy in the past. Yeah. You didn't necessarily spend money on this particular
1: property. It was Correct. a referral lead. Correct? And so um he yes, the offer in the mail was for like 22 grand and then he's like I'll I'll if you if you could buy it for 25 grand I'll sell it to you. So it's 160 acres for 25 grand. So it's, I mean, on a per acre basis, it's not bad, but like where this property is, I'm like, hell no. Right. So Um, I'm like, I can't do it at that price. Um, I'll, I'll buy it for you for, for 18. Um, you went lower. I went lower. I do that a lot too. It's risky. Yeah. I didn't want this property to be honest.
0: Great deal. I I love
1: it. It was, I was very much ready to walk away. Um, and then he like, he says, okay, let me think about it. Gets back to me a couple days later. And he's like, all right, 18 it is. And I'm thinking I, this, this property is a piece of trash. I don't even really want this at 18. And so I asked this guy, what's the highest and and best use of this property? I know there's no road up to it. There's nothing out there. Um, Why, 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 why should I buy this property pretty much? And he's like, well, you can contact these guys. I got an offer from them about, um, about six months ago or whatever, whenever he got it. And it was, it was a different company that made an offer on the property. They, it's a government organization that just buys vacant land. And um, so you can give them a call, to see if they're interested. I, I don't know if they're any any longer interested. So he literally gives me their phone he number. He gave me the buyer. He gave me the buyer. I pick up the phone, I call them. So I have it under contract at 18. I'm, I'm thinking I'm not buying it. And then I contact this guy and they're like, uh, or I contact the uh, the organization and they're like, yeah, we'll, we'll give you uh, 43 for it. Um, cash <laughs> will close as quickly as you can. So, um, I was like, well, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I get that contract in place and then, uh, double close and Uh, yes, yeah, so that's probably my favorite deal just cause the, the context is pretty. Real.
0: Willie, you've heard this before, but I'm going to say it again. The harder you work, the luckier <laughs> you get. And that's just, yeah, it's that so true. true. No skill you,
1: there. <laughs> you
0: create your own luck, man. Yeah. Like, you know, I've been doing this for, you know, five years full time and ish and, you know, I get a lot of my business these days from referrals and some of our best deals fall into our lap. It's the craziest thing. And, you know, I try not to boast about those particular deals too much because if you are a student of mine or you're learning to wholesale, you know, your deals aren't going to fall in your lap. It took me probably every bit of two years before deals started falling in my lap. But the last three years, one a month, man, sometimes two or three a month will fall into my lap. So it just goes to show you that, you know, whenever you start putting your efforts towards something, you start building a funnel of leads and people, and another thing is I'm a big advocate of don't keep your business a secret. Like everybody that's friends with me on social media knows that I buy houses to the point where people unfollow me, but I don't care. You know, it's either you either you got something that you want to sell me, or we're friends, or go away. I don't really care. Yeah. And so, don't keep your business a secret. But the harder you work, the luckier you get. And it's in all aspects of of business, investing, life, all the above. Awesome deal. Sold it for the four in the forties. You bought it for eighteen. Massive profits. And one thing that I often forget is. We are in the business to solve problems and create win-wins. Willie, you know this, right? But the, some of our listeners sometimes need a reminder. This was a triple win, all right? You helped the seller sell it, okay? He won. He got paid. You helped this buyer find a ne- the, you know, another thing to buy. That's their goal is buying properties. Boom, win. And you were in the middle. Everybody was happy and you got paid, you got to win. So triple win. We always shoot for at least a double win whenever we're, you know, a win-win whenever we're doing deals. And oftentimes everybody wins. So that's beautiful, man. I love it. I yep. love it. So next, do you have any specific benchmarks or goals that you're looking to hit in the next 12 months?
1: Yeah. So next 12 months. So we my 2019 goal is, uh, two, two million in sales, um, on hundred I'm trying to do 180 deals. And so I'm trying to focus on doing more deals and trying to hit 2 million in sales. And, and that includes owner financing. Um, and then, um, yeah, so I, I would say 2 million, 2 million sales on 100, 180 deals.
0: Awesome. That's
1: great, man. My,
0: my 24-month goal is 150 single-family homes. I have 44 as of today. So I'm almost a third there, but it's a two-year goal versus a one-year. So yeah. that's cool, man. 180 deals, 2 million gross revenue. Awesome. I love how your deal is defined, not only with the dollar amount, um, but also a time frame. And that's a very important thing. A lot of people miss, they miss, you know, they miss that. They say, oh, my goal is to get skinny. Okay, well, how are you going to do it and win, right? You have to have those components in a goal for it to be, to to even create a plan that's implementable to reach it. You know, one of my favorite quotes, and it's in my book, is a goal without a plan is a dream. So define your goals clearly and build a plan, man. You're doing awesome. You're crushing it. So do you have, uh, well, see, I already asked you that question. How do you scale your house wholesaling business or in your case, your land wholesaling business? What activities or tips and tricks could you give the audience to go from maybe doing one or two of these deals a month to scaling up to five or 10?
1: Yeah, so I would say you need to leverage virtual assistants if you're trying to scale. Um, at this point, I don't do any of the sell-side marketing. They're doing all my property listings. They're doing all my, my, all my postings. They're following up with people. They're, um, yeah, I mean, you, you need to leverage them and have them do all the medial tasks that you don't want to do and just focus on really the core aspects of the business, which is talking to buyers, talking to sellers, sending out the mail, um, and then comping out properties, doing your diligence. But if you could focus on the, the, dollar, the high dollar per hour activities and outsource everything else, then um, and leverage the virtual assistant, that, that's really how you're going to scale.
0: I completely agree. And, you know, one thing that we teach our students as well is, you know, figure out the $100 an hour jobs and do those jobs or even the $500 an hour jobs. Don't waste your time focusing on the $4, 5 6 an hour job. Find someone else that, you know, is grateful for that type of income, which yeah. the Philippines is amazing for. Not saying that that's cheap because in those countries, that is great money and it's good. So it's a win-win again. But uh, I love it, man. I love it. You have to know where you need to put your efforts at and outsource the rest. Very Mm -hmm. cool. So, uh, Willie, what would you say the most challenging thing
1: about what you do is? Um, Most challenging is probably managing these people who (laughs) buy on terms, owner financing. And trying to, I mean, I I constantly have people who are late on their payments. Uh, So it's just a little bit of a headache when you get notification this person missed their payment again. Um, you try to do your best to contact them and and be in touch with them and and try to make them pay on time. But, uh, managing that, it can be a headache and it's, it's always frustrating when someone stops to pay. Um, so I I think that's like dealing with renters, man. I mean,
0: yeah, you you know, know, you're all about it. Yeah. You know
1: all about it. I get
0: it. Yeah. There's a lot of it that goes into a lot of management that comes with that. But like we said earlier, you know, you can get from anywhere from 10 to, I mean, even a hundred percent plus isn't outrageous. You know, yep. It depends. If you give somebody a 10 or 20 year term on a property, you might be able to sell it for three times what you bought it for yep. four times. So it's, yeah, no big deal. I love it, man. That's good. That's, that's a great, that's, you did a good job answering that challenge. That was good. So what pieces of information have you been, um, has been most transformative in your business that you wish that you knew starting out? Cause I could talk about this particular question for days. But if we can narrow it down to just one or two things, you know, what would be the thing that, that transformed your business the most that you wish you knew a couple, you know, a couple years ago?
1: Um, so in terms of what transformed my business, I would say the owner financing, offering uh, property on, on terms. I was just going to
0: say, that's kind of what I was
1: thinking. Yeah, that, that kind of uh, transformed my business right away. It kind of helped me scale. Now, how
0: did it transform your business? Other, I mean, I would imagine number one, profits increased.
1: Yeah. So, I, right? I just got to sell property way quicker. And, uh, and that wait- too,
0: speed. Man, speed is speed. everything. Speed of the sale. Speed is everything, guys. So, right now, I got eight rentals being rehabbed. I got two or three more properties that I'm flipping. Yep. And, you know, there's more to just making, you know, 20, 30, 40 grand on a flip. Okay. If you do that in two months, you're doing great. But if it's taking you 10 months to do that and you're only doing two a year, you probably made more money at your day job than you do now in real estate. So don't discount time. Yep. Matter what you're doing, especially when you're in real estate investing time is one of the most heavy variables there are in our equations. Yep. So, uh, Willie, do you mind talking about, you know, rental, about your rental property portfolio? Do you have a portfolio of rentals
1: and are you acquiring these the same way you're doing your land deals? No. So I'm actually, I, I don't do any of that. So I'm just, I'm only focusing land at this time. Okay.
0: Nothing wrong with that. That's cool because you are ultra focused. Laser focus is what Laser I like to focused. say. And, yep. and that's another thing too. We tell our students when they join, you know, our coaching program, um, you know, Listen, there's there's 10,000 ways to make money in real estate. And we're happy to teach you all 10,000 ways. But before you want to learn about all these little things, ultra focus. Laser focus yourself on just finding deals. We talked about this earlier. Because at the end of the day, you make your money when you buy. You get paid when you sell. So you have to be laser focused on finding those deals. It's awesome. I love it. So what are your long-term goals, you know, with this whole land investing business? What are you, what are you trying to do long-term?
1: Um, so really I'm, I'm taking it, uh, year by year. So, I mean, at this point I'm pretty happy with it. It's going pretty well. I'm just trying to scale it and, and hit those goals that I kind of mentioned and then go from there and, and see, I mean, at, at some point I'll probably, uh, once I have a bit more capital, try to, probably try to buy some, uh, some, maybe a larger, more expensive, uh, real estate assets. But at this point I'm pretty satisfied doing the land thing. So probably, probably stay focused and keep doing it. And, uh, yeah, just keep, keep trying to scale. Nice.
0: Let's talk about your coaching business. Give us some information about, you know, what you're doing and you know, how your students are learning. Where would they go to find out more information about you? Do you have a website or a phone number? Sure. Any of the above? Let's, let's jump into that.
1: Yeah, so I'm offering three options for coaching service. of anyone who's interested in land investing business. I'm offering one-on-one coaching. Uh, it's most time intensive on my end, but um, and I'm also offering group coaching. So you, I, I put together a complete online course uh, detailing step-by-step everything on how to choose a county, how to build a list, how to price a list, how to get it out in the mail, how to close a transaction, uh, and then a special focus on marketing and selling um, because we, as we discussed, that's the most important part of, of this business. And then um, how to build out a terms of business and how to scale. Um, so, if, and so that's in the the online course. And then there's group coaching calls once a week that are associated with that course. Um, and the third option is, uh, yeah. So the first option is one-on-one second option is group coaching. The one-on-one students get access to the group coaching. And then the third option is deal partnering where, uh, you can work directly with me to partner on transactions. I help you choose a county, build a list price. So list, get it out in the mail. Um, student funds, the cost of the mailer student funds, the cost of the property acquisition. Um, I advise on how to market and sell the property in, in, in which properties we should and should not buy. And we split profits 50-50 on the back end. Um, that's, so that's a phenomenal kind
0: of, program. I love yeah. it. Yeah, so we've got we, a, do, we do all the above as well, and we do the deal partnering too, and it is phenomenal. People love it because, you know, so whenever I first started wholesaling, I would imagine your story is pretty similar to this, but... It took me about three months to do my first deal. It took my partner about almost five, about four and a half. And the, the reason is, is because we just didn't know what we were doing. You know, having the ability to have somebody kind of hold your hand and partner with you on deals is so valuable. You know, once you, once you go out and you do that first deal or, you know, a couple of deals and you get them under your belt, it's confidence is really what it is. Your confidence goes way up and you no longer self doubt yourself on these things. And you start you know, the amount of deals that you start doing, it exponentiates quickly too. Yep. So having that, you know, somebody be there to help you on these deals, partner with you on these deals, hold your hand on these deals has tremendous value. Really. So I love that you're offering that to your students. That's awesome. How would somebody find you?
1: Yeah. So if, uh, if you're interested in I, I put together a free, uh, course on the, on the subject. So if you're interested, you go to freelandflippingcourse.com. Um, and if you're interested in just viewing what I have for coaching service, you go to WillieGCoaching.com. W-I-L-L-I-E, the letter G Coaching.com, um, or you can shoot me an email at Willie at WillieGCoaching.com. Those are those are the best ways, to Willie reach out. at WillieGCoaching.com. And
0: Correct. i just want to reiterate this. And then you said you have a free course at FreeLandFlippingCourse.com. Correct. Sweet. So they can go there. They can they can figure out you know what you're all about and what you're offering. Check out the free course which we have a free course too. We love providing free content to everybody. And then, of course, those who, you know, want a little extra help, we're here for them, you know. So we have a business built around coaching. Um, But at the same time, I would imagine your business is just like ours in the sense that, you know, it's not so much about the money, but it's just about doing more deals and helping people. So I absolutely love partnering with people on deals because A, I get paid, you know, but B, I'm able to help them understand, build confidence and get it done quickly, just like you are with your students, man. So I love that. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, Any advice for those people that are getting started? Obviously, if you want to learn more about land flipping, go to freelandflippingcourse.com. Do that now, but what's some advice that you would give to somebody that's starting out that doesn't know much about real estate or sending offers or marketing? You know, what, what would you say?
1: Yeah, I would just say go take action. Don't don't overthink it, and um, yeah, you know, find others who have done it, use proven systems, and, and just take action, and, and things will fall into place over time. So hard work, like you're saying, um, once once you're in, in the game, you're in in the trenches, then things start to um, start to work out and you start to find some luck. So just, just take action and keep working hard and, and things will fall into place. Love it. Love it. Willie, thank you so much for coming
0: on again. Check out his free course, free land flipping Um, com as well. If you want to learn just specifically about the program that he has and then what's a good way for them to reach you again.
1: Willie at Willie G
0: coaching.com. That's easy enough. Very cool. Well guys, check them out. Willie, thanks for coming on. I'm so happy that, you know, you, you were able to provide some of your time to come on the show. I know I learned a ton about land investing. It's been something that I've been wanting to kind of start doing for, oh man, probably, probably going on three years now. And I'm just, I'm very, uh, very focused, which is a good thing. On my wholesaling real estate, you know, houses, not land, in the St. Louis area, but I do plan very, very soon to branch out and start doing some of these land deals. So I can tell you this: you're going to be hearing from me soon. Okay. You're listening and you're and you're watching this on YouTube or listening to the podcast. You know, thanks for listening. Um, Check out Willie's course, FreeLandFlippingCourse.com, and reach out to him directly if you have anything that you need. Anything else that you want to add, Willie? Anything I forgot or I left out?
1: No, I think that's it. I, I really appreciate you taking the time and having me on the show. Awesome. Very cool. Well, guys, don't forget, Willie has a free course,
0: just like my free course. Free is where you learn how to do it with the houses. And if you want to do the land, go to freelandflippingcourse.com. All right, guys, we're signing off. Until next time, we'll see you then. Now let's go build some wealth!